their back on men. Men with the dream and savage yearning within them. Legions compelled by passion that knows no boundary. A consuming flame that defies plausible explanations. Battling the forces of domestication, they find the courage to band together to experience the awesome power of Tonight's broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man. Gonna go a place like a shot in a beer, steak man. Saying we can stop, get pancakes, and then we'll get laid, all right? Why do you drink ice cold beer on hot day? Mr. Clayman, what else are you gonna do with it? To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Cave Crew Radio seems like normal again, live from my man cave in Ontario, Canada. I'm DK. And I am Big B here in what feels like the tropics now in New York. It's getting warm. It is getting warm. It's pissing like a homeless drunk man on Broadway right now at my place. Uh, That's going to be us tomorrow. You know, but hey, I had to cut the lawn already. Really? Yes. The back lawn. One lawn grows, the other lawn doesn't. So I, it's it's fun when this time year rolls around. I had um, a couple of planks on the deck I had to fix because uh, last year someone almost fell through. Um, so I got that fixed up. My neighbor, uh, Redbeard, helped me, and we got that all done yesterday. And then I looked and I went, shit, man, I'm going to have to cut the lawn soon. And uh, my wife uh, took the boy to uh, to soccer and because uh, I wanted to watch the uh, the Red Wing game, uh, and uh, glad I stayed home. And um, anyway, I, I looked. Uh, oh, I'm going to cut the lawn. Screw it. It's a beautiful day out. And then today it's back to like April. It's chilly. Well, yeah, that that we're going down to that tomorrow. Uh, th- this weekend has been nothing but nice here, but now tomorrow it's going to be rainy and shitty and like forty degrees. Tis spring, right? At least it's not minus 80. That's true, and uh, there's not like four feet of snow on the ground. And guess what? I got a chainsaw. I hate you. Everyone is freaking out, but the, well, the men, of course, are jealous. Yes, I wanted, I, I've been petitioning my wife to get a chainsaw for the longest time. It's just an electric. It's nothing fancy. It's a yard works. It's an electric, like uh, six amp, 14 inch. I've got some trees and some shrubs to cut down. And, oh, yeah, it's like, you remember the story of Tom Sawyer? Mm-hmm. How uh, Tom Sawyer had the chore uh, that he had to paint the fence. Right. And and he, he wooed in the other kids of the neighborhood and said, look what I get to do. 
I'm painting the fence. And, and so all the neighborhood kids uh, painted the fence for him. I don't know if anyone's read Tom Sawyer out there. I'm probably dating myself again. You know, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, you know. We're talking to our audience, so probably not. Probably not. But anyway, so there was this guy. His name was Tom. Okay. And and he was he was given the chore of painting a fence. And he turned that into a, not really, I I, I can't remember if he charged money, like a, like a Charlie Brown type of thing where he'd give me five bucks and, you know, I'll let you paint the fence. But it was something like that. So I'm thinking along the same lines. Hey, if you give me five bucks, I'll let you use my chainsaw, and you can fuck down, I can cut down a fucking branch. There you go. You know, and I'll just sit there, you know, sitting sipping my beer or whatever the hell I do. That's a that's an awesome way to go about making money and getting your yard work done. And getting the yard work done. I always I always thought about that when you go. You know, when you like you have young kids and you take them to like. The animal parks and the petting zoos and all that stuff. Yes, one of my I, favorite places to go. Right, but and then you buy the food to feed them. You know, you throw like the the corn bits. Yeah, the cornmeal and, and the Cheerios and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. They're paying. You're paying to feed their animals. Yes, it's along the same line, right? It's the exact same thing. We're they have a up. bunch of animals. I don't feel like feeding them. Let the public feed them and make them pay to do it. And make them pay and think they're they're having fun right. watching exactly. monkeys, uh, you know, eat, eat a piece of corn. Exactly. That no animal on earth can digest corn. Right. <laughs> it's a great idea. We're going to call that the Tom Sawyer effect. There you go. There's got to be, like, we, we've got to come up with other ways of getting all the tedious things we want done in life. Mm-hmm. Who needs robots? You just need to manipulate people in the proper fashion. That's right. You you have to make it seem fun. Yes. Seem exciting. Seem, seem exciting. like you're missing and, out on something. And if you could make it a family event, it's even better. Mm-hmm. Like the feeding of the animals. I never thought of that. Right. So if you could make like, you know, cutting a branch off a tree like a family event, you know, uh, you know, you get a free apple or something, whatever it is, you know, do, you know, cut the tree, a cut the branch. Free apple. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You get a free apple, whatever. Just pretend it's an apple. <laughs> Not only are you getting, you're getting to try something new, we're giving you some healthy food. Exactly. An organic fucking Macintosh apple. That's right. You, like, you know, go to the store, buy some apples, tape them to the tree and say, hey, look, cut down your branch with the apple. I like it. You know, maybe we could advertise in, like, um, Florida and Arizona. Uh, uh, you know how, like, um, they book trips and, like, say, you and I can go to the wild and right. do a safari. For, for, for the uh, snowbirds and the people down south that never see snow, we could have a snow shoveling uh, vacation. Nice. There you go. You know, uh, come and stay at our bed and breakfast. We'll, we'll, we'll feed you good, you know, Good down home winter meal soup and stew and and we'll we'll give you a nice beer and then you get to go out and and, and shovel snow. See, you don't even have to like put them up in a bed and breakfast because you know Scott who goes out to the storm chase. Yes, they have. He's not involved in, but they have tours where tourists pay an exorbitant amount of money to these you know people that. They they have to take care of their own airfare, their own hotels, um, and they just all they're doing is paying for these guys to take them on storm chasings. Yeah, I think he talked about that when he was on uh, 
uh, when he was on Double Talk. Mm-hmm. How, because I, I honestly, I'd sucker for that. Right, and Although, there's no you know, I really don't understand a, why I'd want to go on vacation and get swooped away in a fucking tornado, but and, or, and, or hailed on or something. Right, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get anything. So you know, it could be you know, you just get sun the entire time you're there. That's the risk you take. That's you every day at my house. I'm never guaranteed I'm going to get anything. <laughs> <laughs> well then, so most people want to go somewhere where it's like a beach or it's warm or. Well, you know. Uh, the, you know, these people love going into Tornado Alley, and you could do the same thing with the snow trips. I think so. They're not guaranteed anything. You're paying us to take you where there's there could be snow, and you get to shovel the snow. Yes, if we're not, guaranteeing you that, that upon average from the Weather Network, mm-hmm. it is usually uh, X amount of degrees with a, you know, 70% chance of snow. But if it doesn't snow, and it's just cold as hell, you're out of luck. No, no money back guarantee. Exactly. I, get, I like it. You can't control the weather. No. And if they're dumb enough to think, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Take their money. You Who know, is? the funny thing is, I'd probably go for that storm thing, though. Because he was telling me about it. I'm thinking, that'd be cool. You know, if it's not something you normally do. Right. And that's the whole thing with the chainsaw and the shoveling the snow and the feeding the animals. If it's not something you do on a daily basis... You want to try it. Right. It's something new. We're the dumb fucks that put the quarter in and, and to get five Cheerios and a piece of corn. That is true. And throw them down the tube to the deer or whatever's on the other end of that freaking cage. Mm-hmm. And those stupid fucking, they give you the, the wafer ice cream cones. Yeah, you ought to carry them in. That's if you have to buy them at the counter, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I never thought of that stuff before. You know, the show is going so much better this week. It seems well, like a reunion this week because you're <laughs> back for the entire show and, and, and Choo Choo Stew is also returning. That's right. And and Choo Choo, I was working out with him that he, he's going to be live with us next week. I can. Uh, that's going to be dynamite because there's so many things. You know, I'm sure he wants to ask us a lot too. But I'm there's sure. so many things in those segments. Where, it, it, it's like we're... we're it's like we're opening a time capsule when when Choo Choo does his segment. Like we're 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 always addressing what he's recorded last week, and he's always re, you know retaliating to what we did the week before that. It, it, it's like a, a time chase. See, but next week next week all bets are off because we're all live. Live. That should be fun. I'm really gonna have to pay attention to his fucking language and his uh, uh, <laughs> accent. Though. I hope he's got a clear uh, connection. Anyway, well, we'll get to Stu later. So I want to get to the show. So, um, you know, I obviously you, you took a nap, which is okay. I mean, everyone has sick days, which we're going to talk about sick days later on in the show, too. Right. But, you know, I wasn't expecting you not to be here. So I'm, you know, I'm, I never panic until 30 seconds before we're going to go on the fucking air, right? I'm thinking, oh, shit. So I, uh, I'm... Um, uh, hooking up with Salami, and Salami's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Because I said, you know, you come on 10 minutes in. Uh, Big B and I will do our thing, and you can come in for the hockey shit. And then Salami's uh, uh, Indian Dell computer uh, crashed, and he had to reboot. Oh, And I hate, as much as I love to talk, I don't like being alone. Right. I. Uh, it's really weird when you open the show and... 
you know, I feel great now. You're here. We we made weather into a 10-minute funny <laughs> thing. But I can't do that by myself. I can't remember what station we're on. I don't know the name of the show. I don't know what buttons to push. <laughs> well, there was a, last week, my, my wife wakes me. She says, don't you have a show to do? It's like 1030. I was like, oh, shit. You missed some. You missed some. I mean, we had some fun once you got on, but you missed some good shit. Did you go back and listen? Or I, I, I haven't gotten the chance. You but gotta, I you gotta hear Salami and Dave and 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 freaking Elmer. They were fun. Oh, Salami's my favorite. He was good. He was with us the whole way last week. So thank you guys. It was a, it was a fun. But thank God, we had a guest booked, because I could just imagine me till ten thirty. The, 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 the few, the, the, the army of cave dwellers that we've slowly built over these, I think this is episode 13 now, it would have been gone. <laughs> I couldn't even, I, I, I would have started playing replays. Uh, I would have called it the best of Choo Choo Stew show. <laughs> Read the newspaper verbatim or something. Talked about Hillary all by myself. Ooh, now there's a topic. Hillary Clinton, we, we threw that out to the boys last week. Oh, yeah? It was good, yeah. yeah that, How do you feel about that? You go from the first black president, who's really not a citizen of the United States, nor is he Christian, to a woman who quite possibly is an alien. Oh, God. She can't handle two email accounts. I, yeah, I don't think she's going to. I can't. I just can't see the United States of America doing this. No, I... It, I'd rather not, see Ron Paul. No way. <laughs> There's no, absolutely no, I don't even think Hillary gets the nomination for the uh, Democrats. What's Christie? Is he a Democrat or a Republican? He's a Republican. Okay. And so there's Jeb Bush, there's Christie. Mm. Um, I don't know. I haven't got on. It's not close enough yet for me to start following. Oh, yeah, it's not, you know, we got next year, uh, like the end of this year and then all of next year. We'll, Seems we'll... like they've been building up to it for like since Obama got elected for the second term, though. Yeah, basically. Uh, because because now, you know, once once Obama got elected for the second term, you know, obviously he can't do a next term. So, OK, who's going to be next? Well, there was this story going around. And again, I never know what's true and what's not true on the Internet. You really got to. You know, double-check your facts and all that, but something where he could have uh, passed something where he could have got a special run-again pass or whatever. And I don't think it's going to happen. He probably no. wants a break, too. I mean... Way. The only sure fucking... He, the only prick that did that was uh, shitty Bloomberg here in New York. The, the, what is it? A special veto that you... Oh, he, no, he just changed their law. Oh yeah, just uh, yeah. That's right. I'm the boss. Here's the law. I'm the boss forevermore. I'm the burgermeister. When when, when September 11th happened, <coughs> and Giuliani was was the mayor of New York, um, and really rallied the city, um, you know, to uplift New York after after 9/11, the whole city wanted Giuliani to stay on just for like six more months to get us through to the other side. Bloomberg said, "No, no. The law is that you do however many terms." Um, and that's it. You can't do. I think it was two terms. You do two terms, and that's it. You can't do a third. Blah blah blah. It's not fair. So Giuliani, you know, stepped down, and Bloomberg became mayor. When Bloomberg's second term was up, he changed the law because he said the city can't live without him. 
Only in New York City. I was like, you've got Only to be fucking kidding I think the laws are the same here, like municipally. Like municipally, I mean within our cities with the mayors. Yeah. They have a two-term thing. But I'm pretty sure like our prime minister and, and, and people like that, they can go forever. I mean, look at the fucking queen over in England. Oh, she just They've been figure. going for what? Centuries. Wow, she that old bat is just a fucking figurehead. Anyway. We gotta, yeah, but we gotta ask uh, Choo Choo about that because you, they've been around so long. They still have the palace. They're still the monarchs, but they also have a prime minister. Right. Well, the prime minister runs the country. The fucking the queen and fucking prince, whatever, and that stupid chick that just got married. They're the use, most useless people yeah. on this earth. Princess Kate, I believe it is. I think you're talking about Prince okay. Charles. Yeah, I mean, Princess Kate, uh, you know, she's a good-looking chick, but, again, they are the most useless family on this planet. They don't run anything. They're just figureheads with a lot of money. I know, and they come, even when they come to Canada, like, we're separate because they had Canada, they had Australia, you know, they had all kinds of places around the world. And she does that stupid wave, flapping her hand with that, and she always has this this pompous hat on her head. Oh, yeah. And, and, And everyone still lines up for miles around to see this old bag uh, wave. Oh, fuck her. This fucking, oh, you have to have reverence with the Queen of England. Yeah, fuck her. She ain't doing shit. <laughs> She's running the country. Jesus. You know, back, back when, oh, back shit. in the, the, what, the, you know, the 1700s and whatever, the 1600s, the Middle Ages, when uh, when the, the, uh, the kings of England were, they were the heavy hitters in the world, basically. They ran the entire world. Yes, the, the, that, the, the Romans, the, 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 yeah, I got you. That's that's when it meant something. Nowadays, the Queen of England who gives a fuck. Go fucking die in a fire. Who cares? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Speaking of royalty, you uh, shot me over in an article uh, just before the show, and it really did shock me. I was surprised. Uh, Tim Tebow, <laughs> the football player. Yeah, I just had like I just turned on my computer to start everything up, and I what see- is happening to the Eagles? I know you're not an Eagle fan. Oh. But they were, uh, like, last time I went to bed, previous to free agency, they were a a contender. They had a good team. Right. Now, all of a sudden, they are allowing Tim Tebow a second tryout. Is he going for tight end or quarterback? It's quarterback, because he refuses to take any other position. Because remember, he was going to be tight end there in, in New York or Denver or where one of his stops. Oh, they, they wanted him to go to tight end or, or, or uh, uh, H-back, but he didn't want to do that. He, he said he was a quarterback. Obviously, he's a quarterback that can't throw the ball worth a damn. No, he's, uh, he's useless. He's fucking, oh my God, he's terrible. I, the, he, they won a game one time when he was in Denver where he completed two passes the entire game. He was like two for 15. He's and like, one of the passes was an 80-yard touchdown. He's like the little engine that could. Yeah, it was an 80-yard touchdown, and the guy ran 79 yards. Basically. It was, oh, it was terrible. Now, I don't, I don't understand what Philly's doing, because they had Nick Foles, who was a solid quarterback. They traded him for Sam Bradford, who, you know, is brittle as fuck. Yeah. They paid Mark Sanchez all sorts of crazy money, and he prefers to throw to the other team. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the interception capital. Right. They have Matt Barkley, who has always been a third-string quarterback, and now you're bringing in Tim Tebow. Why? Are they what? doing it for press? Is that what it is? Like, are, are they actually going to cut him? 
Do they secretly have an announcer deal with him? I, is he going to be a weatherman at WDWR in Philadelphia, and, and this is all some kind of a... You sure you didn't get this from Empire News, right? This was from NFL.com. This is NFL.com that right. the, the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow will sign Tim Tebow. Now, there's no guarantee. That, I didn't that, see that. I didn't see they were going to sign him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to sign him. There's no guarantee that he makes the team, but they're going to sign him tomorrow. Let's oh, see, shit, I didn't see that. I, I, I thought that uh, um, he was getting a second tryout. I didn't read far okay. enough in. He tried out. Uh, he worked out for the Eagles, what, like a month ago. And uh, let's see. Let's just, let me just pull You know, up. you naysayers, well, well, Big B's looking this up. All you naysayers out there that says, say prayer doesn't work, and I don't believe in prayer, look at this fucker. He's coming back more than Moses did in the Ten Commandments. Tell me about it. It's, uh, okay, so it says... NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reported Sunday that the Eagles are planning to bring in Tebow on Monday and sign him to a one-year deal as they begin their off-season program. Uh, Fox Sports' uh, Jay Glazer first reported the news. That's good for you Giant fans. I'm a Giant fan, too. I shouldn't say you Giant fans. but If anyone was going to pull that off, I would say the Lions would do that. Would sign Tim Tebow? Yeah, but I mean, look at the money they pay Stafford. Yeah, but Stafford's a good quarterback. I don't think he is. Really, he's surrounded by Calvin Johnson and you know all these other, other. I don't think Stafford's the guy to get it done there. I, I, you know, you don't, you he's don't. A, he's a mule. He's a backup quarterback. I think he's 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 not a bad player, but he's not he's not a franchise. He's not somebody you're going to pay. What are they paying him? Thirty million bucks? Or I mean, he threw for five thousand yards two seasons ago. You don't he's got do Calvin that. Johnson. The I guy, understand that. The guy but... is as tall as the stadium. I understand Calvin Johnson's like the best receiver in the NFL. I understand that. But if you throw for 5,000 yards, you're not throwing them all to Calvin Johnson. You're no, and then he had out. Reggie Bush. I mean, Reggie Bush, another good receiving running back. And, yeah, I'm not saying he's bad. See, here I'm going to get jumped on. I'm going to start to get emails and, and tweets <laughs> and all this shit. Oh, you and why you're always picking on Detroit. Yeah, I am. But it's not the teams I hate. It's the fucking fans. But um, I, I don't – it's not that I think he's bad. He's good. He's better than, you know, what's his name? Johnny Football there in Cleveland. Oh, Johnny you know, he's better. He's better than uh, who's the quarterback in uh, Chicago there, Cutler or whatever. He's better. He's good. But the money, you know me, I have I have problem with contracts in every sport. Yep. I, I question at every turn when you, when you pay any athlete an exorbitant amount of money like that. Because there's like there's like one percent of athletes that are actually worth it. Uh, um, I don't know, uh, 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 Michael Jordan or 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 or, uh, or um, uh, you know Manning or uh, or you know the but few they, are worth it. But these right, they're, contracts, they're few. You, I mean, you could you could look you could talk about. I mean, and they would be the ultimate superstars of their sport. Like like a uh, like you said, Jordan. Uh, you look at Derek Jeter. Uh, you look at Wayne Gretzky. Um, uh, yeah, they are the best at the, what they I, do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like they, when they when they talk economics, uh, you know, they call us the one percent against the ninety nine percent. They're the one percent. Oh yeah, the, it, it, as far as sports goes, yeah. I'm, yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm watching the Red Wings. Go back to the Red Wings the other night, and, and of course they start Masrick. Masrick's their hot goalie. Mm-hmm. He's a twenty year old, one year old, 
three-year-old. Sorry, he's on fire. He's probably making $500,000. There's a goalie sitting on the bench in Howard that's making $30 million because you just signed him to it like five months before. Jesus. The goalies are the most fickle. Toronto is the worst for that. We've talked about this time and time again with Phaneuf and Kessel and the money is ridiculous. Now, is a Patrick Kane or a Jonathan Taze or a Rick Nash, are they worth the money? Yeah, they probably are. Even a, even a, a, a King, uh, King uh, Henrik in, in goal in New York. He's proved time and time again he never has a bad year in that. But most goalies are hot and cold. Yeah, yeah. No, Lundqvist, Lundqvist, I mean, he carried that team on his back to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. He right. is worth every penny. And another goalie may do that for another team. But the thing about Henrik is, is he does it every year. So does Carey Price. Carey Price is very elite in Montreal. Mm-hmm. But like Pekka Rennie, he's hot right now in Nashville. But, you know, they got they got Crawford and Darling going in Chicago. They got Anderson and the Hamburglar in Ottawa. They're bouncing between goalies in 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 uh, in St. Louis. They can't make up their mind. And then you got Vancouver signs Ryan Miller as a free agent. He's not playing. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. You know, well, be, because goalies are fickle. You can bury a forward or a defenseman because there's so many of them. Right. But you only got one goalie in that net. Well, I didn't. I didn't get that signing to begin with because Ryan Miller's best days are behind him, and even even in his best days in Buffalo, it wasn't that great. No, he had good team. Well, not good teams in front of him, but you know, yeah, he's a good goalie, but he's not. I'm not going to make a Stanley Cup run with him. Let's no, put it that no. way. I, I would say he's an above-average goalie. That's about it. Uh, you know, you know who the feel-good team of the NHL is though right now, and it's a Canadian team, folks. I'm sorry, and I'm not a fan of them until this year. Is the Calgary Flames? Uh, they they brought up 18-year-old Sam Bennett. They got Johnny Goudreau. They got, you know, just a bunch of young kids. Uh, Hillier, who was a goalie in Anaheim a while back, is resurging. He's got the ugliest fucking goalie mask in the league. He wears a black goalie mask. He refuses to paint it. But well, they've, they're a feel-good team. I like Calgary. I, I always like cheering for the underdogs. And, and can you explain something to me as we, we talked about a little, very little bit uh, off air? How does Edmonton get the first pick every fucking oh, year? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, we got to get to that. Yeah, because we're heading on break. So let's. Okay, so here's the deal. There's a kid, and if you haven't heard of him yet, because, like, I, I don't know. I, I for sure know our friends in England uh, don't follow it. He's not a, he's not a, a striker or anything like that on the soccer field. Um, but there's a kid who's been coming along, and 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 they they've known he's been coming along since he was about thirteen, fourteen, and he's one of these kids who's like a Gretzky, or or a Crosby. He's, he's what they call a franchise player. Right. He's a player of a generation. His name is Connor McDavid. He's still got zits on his face, and he's he's like seventeen, eighteen years old. He's been playing for a team called the Erie Otters, and he played for Canada during the World Juniors. If you watch the uh, World Juniors at all. And he is by far the number one pick in front of the next guy who is, um, I don't know his first name, but his, his last name's Eichel, plays for Boston University, an American kid. is definitely the second pick. So what they do is they hold a lottery, right? 
And the last place team, which is Buffalo, has like a 20% chance. And then the next team would be Arizona. Uh, gets, let's say, I don't know, a uh, 13% chance. And then there's Edmonton has 12, Toronto has 11, um, behind Toronto was Phoenix. No, we said Phoenix. Uh, was Carolina, and da 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 all the way down. There's 14 teams have a chance, and the percentage goes down all the way. Right. It's, ba- but, it's basically the same system that the NBA uses, too. The, the, their last place team gets the, the highest percentage uh, of, of the... Uh, of the chain, which is, the I chain. guess, how it should be. But in a way, it kind of deters you from tanking, right? Just so you can get the pick. Right. Because you can lose all year and still lose the pick, which is what happened to Buffalo. Right. But you're, you're 100% right. So so two things I want to address very quickly. The first thing is Connor McDavid grew up in Toronto, played in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is very close to Buffalo. And Buffalo is right across the lake from Toronto. So it's very close to home, right? So he's got a pretty good chance he's either going to end up in Buffalo, Toronto, or Arizona, which is a... I'd love to play in Arizona if I was a Canadian kid playing hockey. It's warm. (laughs) It's nice. There's not a lot of pressure down there. So he's thinking, I'm going to one of these three spots. There's no way I can go to fucking Edmonton. And the look on his face, man, did he look pissed. But he's not going to pull a Lindros like Lindros did with Philadelphia um, or, or with Quebec uh, all those years ago and then end up going to Philadelphia because he said, I refuse to go there. Toronto is not on a first-round draft pick since 1985, which was uh, Wendell Clark. I don't know when New York was. I, I didn't look, but I looked up Toronto. I looked up Montreal. I looked up all these teams. Toronto hasn't had a first-round draft pick since 1985. Edmonton has had four out of six. And in one of those, they also had a second-round pick. And they're still shit. It's amazing. I don't... And you're right. They they are still a garbage team. How how is it, though, that every year, basically, they get the number one pick? And listen, I I I would call foul... But the shit. It's not an original six team. It's not a team that's that's dominating the league. So I don't think it's rigged because well, nothing's I mean, happening out there. And, I, and uh, number one, when you want to watch all these guys play hockey, for you and me, the games don't start till ten o'clock at night. Right. So we watch them what once, twice a year. You watch an Edmonton game. The only thing I can think of is is possibly because that's where Gretzky started, and that's where Gretzky's. Greatest I, years were, and he's got no money in that franchise. So, like, I don't know. But here's the deal: you're not in the same situation there. Actually, I was with a buddy uh, earlier today, and we we're having a, a quick beer, and, and we said, "Look at that team, right? You, you Gretzky, Messier, uh, Curry, uh, Fuhr was in net, Moog was his backup, uh, Kevin Lowe, Paul Coffey. Uh, um, you know, man, that was a team." <laughs> These guys, every time they draft, and, and I guess in the draft you got to draft the best player available, but every single time they draft a forward, Taylor Hall, uh, Dean Nugent Hopkins, uh, um, uh, Neil Yakupov, uh, now going to be Connor McDavid. They got the, and then and then you know Eberly was like a, a later round pick. And they have no defense and they got no goaltending. They got freaking Ben Scrivens as their starting goalie. 
He had a good run for like a couple of games. Yeah, a couple of games. Same in Toronto, same in L.A. He's not a they're not a team that's going to run deep. Right. There's too many egos. There's there's not a good coaching staff in place that can deal with the talent they have. They're going to have to get rid of now. Someone asked me, "Do you think they'll trade McDavid?" No, they're not going to trade McDavid. He's just a little bit more special than all the rest. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have to turn around and, and deal like a Taylor Hall or an Eberle or a, or a Yakupov or more than one of them, because they need to build that back end, right. and they need a goalie. They need that. The, the, I don't think they're a smart drafting team. You know, good drafting teams. Yeah, sure, they get good first round picks, but they build through the whole draft. Right. Edmonton just seems to have these one guy that they pick at the top of the draft, and that's it. Right. You get smart drafting teams are the teams that pick in the third and fourth round, get these standout guys that that add depth to the team. And, you know, other guys that, hey, you know, when they become professionals, like, hey, you know, he was a third round pick. Really? He should have, you would think he would have gone first round, you know, somebody like that. As much as I hate, like, uh, uh, Detroit. Uh, they do that very well. L.A., built from the inside. Yep. The odd little signing here and there. And I know they're out this year, but they, they did good. Chicago, remember where they were at. Yep. You know, those Edmonton does not do that. Because by now, they should at least have enough second and third round guys that could fill a competitive lineup. Right. And they don't. And, and, and the superstars cannot play together. Well, that's, I mean, all-star teams never work. Well, if they put the team before themselves, it does work. And that's when you get your, your Stanley Cup champion teams in, in, in New York, like when Messier was there with, with, with um, um, uh, well, there's a fucking lot of guys. I can't think of them right well, now. Well, I mean, all right, let's, let's no. take that team. I mean, you had Messier, yeah. Uh, Leach and Richter, they were they were from uh, uh, brought up through the, the through the Rangers system. Adam Graves. Um, Adam Graves came over. Domi at the time. Uh, right. Adam uh, Graves wasn't uh, like you know a superstar until he got to the Rangers. Right. So you, you know you, when you when I think of all star teams, I think of um, you know let let's look at what the Rangers tried to do when they brought in uh, Eric Lindros and they brought in Pavel Bure and yeah. Mark Messier part two. And, you know, these teams don't work. You know, it, the Yankees in baseball have done the same thing, too. They try to get all these superstars in every position, and it just doesn't work. You know, good teams, you have a, few, a couple, one or two huge superstars on the team, and then a lot of, like, Good above role average players. players that are way, that are ready to grind. Role players, exactly. And and the whole key of it is, the team comes before. Everybody wants individual success, or you wouldn't be an athlete. You wouldn't be competing. But you have to have the ability to realize you're in a team sport. Be it basketball, baseball, soccer, football, hockey. The team. What's better for the team inevitably is what becomes better for you. And that's where you gain success as a team, right? Anyway, B, you got to pee. I mean, we're now five minutes past my you, pee. Time. You must be. Are you using those those depends? Uh, you know I am. I'm ready Good. to burst right now. Good job. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. Uh, and girls, if there's any girls listening, 
Cave Crew Radio is the name of the show. Heard 10 o'clock every Sunday night live right here on uh, All Radio XM&T. When we come back, uh, We the People, uh, uh, this one time at Bandcamp, Hardy Boy Mysteries, uh, uh, Choo Choo Stew Returns, all kinds of fun and games. Uh, It's all going to get crazy because we've already had more than one beer. So, just damn good to have the co-host back where he's supposed to be. There you go. See how much smoother things go, folks. Go back and listen to last week. <laughs> it was a great show. Uh, uh, Salami and all those guys, they, they were awesome. And, and, and even Big B, when he came on, the show went very well. But the first five minutes of the show was a clusterfuck. You need to have the hosts in place to get the, the show to kick off properly. I do believe that one of us can carry it with a guest or with someone else on Skype or whatever. Once we enter the first, I'm going to say not even five, I'm going to say 15 minutes of the show. Everyone needs to be in place. I agree. In their chair, ready to go. Take your naps at 1015. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be back. If you want to hear some of the best underground metal from around the world, tune in every Monday night at 9 p.m. we got great music, a lot of laughs, some drinking, and a possible doomsday prep. All that and more every Monday night at 9 p.m. right here on All Radio X. Oh, and by the way, buy a shirt. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Cave Crew Radio, there's so many ways to catch it. Live, Sunday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, on All Radio X. On demand, Stitcher, iTunes, and DoubleKRadio.com. Don't forget, like the Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at Cave Crew Radio. It's a man thing.
back in the cave. Big B and DK. Talking hey. about the world around us. Um, all right. How are we going to... I We're going to kick things off because there's all these segments and weird things going on. Let's do We the People. Okay, we the people this week, we, we, we didn't throw out a, um, you know, we, we don't have listener topics this week, which is normally what we do. We say, hey, what do you want us to talk about? What do you want us to do? Because simultaneously this week, uh, Big B and I almost posted a link uh, into the Cave Crew Radio Facebook group, which, by the way, folks, is free to join. As is, you know, following us on Twitter. But a lot of action during that Cave Crew Radio uh, Facebook uh, group during the week. All kinds of links and fun conversation and, you know, guest appearances and all that shit. So uh, Big B pastes this link about a game show in Japan. I I swear to God, Big B, I had it copied. (laughs) I was ready to click in, in the Cave Crew Radio Facebook room when you did it. And you just said, I'm just going to leave that out there. See, we think alike. Fuck. <laughs> Number one, I'm not a big karaoke person. I like music. Occasionally, if I've had a few too many, I've, I've been known to whop off a pretty good Johnny Cash. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm not a big... Are you a big karaoke? I've done karaoke one time. You know, it's not a... You know, the music is weird. The way the recordings are and shit, it's not like you're singing with a live band or a live guitarist or something like that. Right. It's all very generic. So anyway, in Japan, they've 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 done it again, you know. And 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 we eat alive. Like we we talked a couple of weeks ago how how a lot of shows in in Canada, the United States are are uh, copycats of England and other places. Like we stole Wipeout from Japan. You know that game show where they run and yep, yeah, yep. you know so. Here's what they, I don't know if we're going to do this, if we're going to steal this one. I really want us to steal this one, and I want to be a participant. I want to be a contestant. Hey, did you YouTube it at all? Like, did you watch any of the videos? Uh, well, uh, on the uh, on the, the the page for the story, they have, like, little clips. So I, I've just seen those. I haven't seen. We should tell everyone what we're talking about, first of all. So they well, know we're talking about karaoke. So then they, they, they've got these, and, and everyone knows Japanese people love karaoke. Mm-hmm. And they're, they put out a mean Elvis, man. Um, they're singing karaoke while getting a handjob. That's the greatest game show in the world. And they get scored like they would on like The Voice or American Idol or you know Britain's Got Talent or whatever the show is, right? And, and the looks on these guys' faces. <laughs> the ch- Japanese people are funny anyway, right? Well, and so are the the women, the women and the men. Uh, and and it says here, um, if you score a seventy-four out of a hundred, uh, they win a load of sex toys and gels they can use when there isn't a camera, a studio audience, and thousands of people watching. So, uh, I. Probably wouldn't score 74. I'm sure I would score a lot less. But you know what? It would be all worth it. Now, And how do you lose points? Is it, is it like those, you know, the video games where you're, where you're playing the guitar and you got to hit the right buttons? 
Yeah, is, I, is it I, if I you did. miss a note, you you lose a. If you yeah. moan, like if you if you're like I don't I don't know. Let's use uh, you know what song can we use? Um, uh, who knows? Uh, any song, and, and all of a sudden you're singing and you go, oh. Yeah, I think you, you have to, you have to stay on time with the song and follow the lyrics and uh, you know as best you can, obviously. Um, uh, but I really want to be a contestant on the show. The faces they make and and the girls' face. The girls are so fucking funny too. Like oh, you're a it. slut. You're trying to look like you're this any innocent little schoolgirl doing nothing. Uh, you know, you're not Vanna White. You're not turning letters. You're not the girl on The Price is Right giving away cars when you shouldn't be. You're not, you know, you're, you're not anything like that. You're not accepting tickets at a, at a theater. You're beating a guy off. Okay, so you're a, you're a pig. And, and go and watch the videos and look at the girls' faces. They're like these innocent. Oh, yeah. And that, that with big smiles on their faces. Right. You know, like they're not doing anything wrong. They're, they're, they're like, I, the guy just bought a vowel. I'm turning the freaking uh, thing around. Right. No, you fucking have a cock in your hand <laughs> behind that towel or whatever the hell they're behind. Uh, yeah, we'll post it, some well, videos. We got to post some more videos of this up in, in the. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like a little, like, you know, yeah, like a curtain or something just from the waist down. So you could see, uh, and see there's the a faces panel, they make. There's a panel of judges. So basically, you know, and some of you might be into this. You're basically masturbating in public. I, so it might be your thing. I don't know. I would be the first in line for the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like it too. I, I, and, I'd probably want to escalate from the hand job. but Well, well I would be a repeat contestant. Whether yes. I won or not, I would just continue to, you know, come around. Ha ha. No pun intended. Yeah, you'd cut in line. Yeah, yeah. I would I would stab people in the neck to get in front yeah, of I, I, No, I'm not Big B. I have not been on the show before. You do I not won't. have the DNA to prove it. <laughs> I definitely want to be on this show. Yeah, it's amazing the things they do over there. I mean, there's I other shows get, that have... The, the weirdest thing about it, they do all this freaky shit in Japan, but yet when it comes down to showing like the genitals, they... they pixelated out right oh yeah japanese porn you ever watch that i've tried it uh, yeah, yeah yeah we all have like and if you're denying it folks and go listen to another fucking show because you're in the <laughs> wrong place um yeah they 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 they, they, they yeah they they fade it out or whatever they do so yeah, you they, can't they, see they, the they, penetration or, or or the yeah we know damn well what's going behind going on behind that curtain Course, you see her but... hand wiggling. She's got the funniest look on her. Oh yeah. Fuck. You got. I'm gonna post some videos. We're gonna post them up. It's a who. What would you sing? What song would you if if you had to choose a song? Because I'm sure they let you choose. You know what song you're gonna sing. I, I, I like. I don't know. Sweet Caroline. Hands touching. <laughs> like, what would you pick? You see what I would pick in order to win. I would pick a death metal song. Because you can't understand the words anyway. Right. Just make gr- grunting noises and you win. So you'd be perfect. Oh yeah. Or 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 yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you can't pick like a ballad or something like that because you're going to lose immediately. You pick a death metal song. It's fast. It's loud. It's it's you know growling. It's perfect. You'd be the champion. You'd have more lube. 
We'd be giving away lube every week. I, you know what? I would, I would, I would be the guy that you know is the champion for months on end. I'd be that Jeopardy guy, but but the, in the hand job karaoke show. Now I wonder, before you know, who thinks of this shit? Who in their right mind had a fantasy about Reflect. getting a hand job while singing karaoke on a game show? I've, I mean, I've got some pretty wild fantasies. I'm not gonna, you know. I've thought of some pretty strange paces of, of wanting to bang some chicks. But no. it's it's the repressed Japanese society. Because I mean they, they work their people, you know, to the to to the point of suicide. So they have to get their angst out somewhere. So they come up with this freaky shit. I was thinking of that too. You know, do you think it's got anything to do with the um what you said too, you're right on track, but you know how they always uh, the, the the Buddhist, the monk thing where where, where it's where it's discipline, mind mm-hmm. over matter. You you must sing this song and block out the fact that you're going to come any minute. It could be. I mean, they, they, what in other shows too that they have? Um, it says they also have orgasm wars, which is where they get a homosexual man to pleasure a straight man. This the straight is in guy Japan. Obviously, thinks he won't orgasm, but the gay guy has forty minutes to make him come. This is a, and they air this in Japan. Yes, they air this. So, and, so the family gathers round. So I'm, I'm sitting with the wife and the boy. We've had a nice Sunday dinner. What's mm-hmm. on tonight, Dad? What's uh, guys? We all got to gather around. We're gonna watch this in HD. Honey, make some popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's orgasm wars tonight. That's right. And it's gonna be a good one tonight. <laughs> it's not a repeat. It's it's where Raul pleasures Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be it's it's one for the ages. Let me yes. tell you. Oh Lord, I that one I never heard. But this is what they do in Japan. You know, you almost want to take a work sabbatical in Japan. No one the, the well, the food's good, but I don't know that I could eat it every freaking day. No, right? I, eating raw fish and raw rice fish and, and and you know a lot of rice and. Okay. I know Stu would love it as long as there's eels involved. I'm sure there's eels. There's probably like more eels and jellyfish, and and they eat chicken feet and shit like that. They eat some pretty bizarre shit. But I don't know. Anyway, masturbating, getting a hand job while singing karaoke. Singing karaoke. Oh, where do we go next from here? That's That's the TV show I want to be on. Um, I'll tell you where we could go from there. What's that? And that is the, um, you know, you're speaking of sex and games or game shows. Oh, you want to do, you want to do this one time at band camp? Well, I think it's appropriate. It does fit. Let me cue that in real quick. You're good. See, I miss you when you're not here. (laughs) You, you, you make things flow. I'll jump from, you know, sports to diarrhea to politics it doesn't really matter so now folks before we jump into the next story it is this one time at band camp and one time at band camp we weren't supposed to have pillow fights but we had a pillow fight and it was so much fun and this one time we all lost our music and we were supposed to play the song so this one time at band camp this mother in georgia Uh, I guess her, her daughter uh, texted her and said, you know, Ma, is it okay? I have kids over, right? Want to have a party. Pretty normal so far, right? 
And her daughter's 16. Her daughter, yes. <laughs> Caveat on this. Her daughter is 16 years old. Yeah. And she says, yeah, not a problem, sweetie. No problem. I'm a good mom. Let's mm-hmm. have a party. Yep. Naked Twister. Naked Twister. Naked Twister. Which for us adults sounds like a lot of fun. Until we all get stuck and can't move because we're old. Right. Right. But anyway, so they're, 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 they're playing Twister naked. She supplies them, of course, with marijuana and alcohol. Of course. She, I didn't, mean, she didn't overstep. There was no Oxycontin or heroin or any of that shit, right? Just marijuana and booze for right. 16-year-old kids. That's right. Apparently, at one point, she was having sex with one of she What was she doing first? She was, oh, she was playing with sex toys. Well, well, first she she found an eighteen year old. Now let, let, let's let's make sure we get all the facts straight. She was she found an eighteen year old, right? And, uh, someone who could vote, right? Yeah, uh, took him into the bathroom and had sex with him, right? After that, she was still horny, so she brought out her sex toys into the living room and used them in front of the group of kids. Well, she was spinning red foot blue, right? Yeah, right. Okay, exactly. right. Red foot uh, okay. blue. Left hand green, whatever, yeah. Exactly. Well, she's uh, freaking whacking herself with, with those, yeah, gotcha. Right, you know, left clit green, yeah. sure. <laughs> right lady yeah, yeah, red, yeah. you know. Left hand big cock. Right, yeah. there you go, exactly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I gotcha, that's, okay. That's how it works. It's Georgian, um, it's Dwar- Georgian twister. It's exactly. not like we play up here with the no, kids, yeah, right? Yeah, it, okay. It, it, this is this is the fun version. Right, okay. So, uh, so... As the party went on, she apparently fell asleep, and she woke up at three thirty in the morning to find her boy, her daughter's well-endowed sixteen-year-old boyfriend having sex with her. Yeah, she didn't, I, I, ask, yeah. <laughs> she didn't ask for it. She was asleep, and the boyfriend decided he was going to have sex with her. Right. Um, the, and the daughter had mentioned at some point that she felt really bad. Right. Because because he was too big. Right. So, so yeah, she, she felt guilty because uh, he was uh, too big and uh, she wouldn't be able, she wasn't able to take it. So she told him to. Oh, she told him. See, I miss that part. See, I always miss things. Yeah. So she told the boyfriend, the well-endowed boyfriend to go in and pleasure the mother who was very well stretched out at this point because she'd already done it in the shower and while playing Twister at her toys. That's correct. So she was very well prepared for this very well-endowed 16-year-old boy. Right. Well, it says her daughter felt guilty because the 16-year-old was 10 inches long. Good for him. Jesus Christ. Yes. My Lord. You've got a very healthy, good career ahead of you, son. Hey, I want to shake his hand. Yeah. You don't Um, need to go to these naked twister parties. Just (laughs) do your thing, man. You'll you'll do fine. Go Uh, cut some woman's lawn. She'll be jumping you. Right. Uh, he's 10 inches long, and if she had been able to take it, he wouldn't have needed to rape her mother. Rape That's, her mother. That was, the quote, that was the quote that, now, the other part of this story, that the, the little bitchy sponsor. Well yeah, well, yeah, you got to elaborate a little more. Remember, you and I know the background of this. So, so, so this, this woman, she's, she's not the victim. Even though she no. was raped, no, she's not a victim. She she has a dependency issues, right? So she was in Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Which for those of you you know that don't know, I'm sure all of you are familiar with it in our listening audience. 
is a 12-step program. Right, and I'm sure 95% of you need it. Right, and if you haven't gone, maybe they should sponsor the show. Right, well, but, 95% need it, the other 5% are in denial. Right, agree. Okay. Like me and you, me and right. you are in denial. Uh, I'm in huge denial. Yes, I refuse to go. That's why I have a refrigerator full of beer. If I stood up in front of that damn group, I know I'm going to sidetrack for a sec. I would open up, I would sit there and I would go, because you know, you know all those meetings, oh, they always say their name and they go, hello, my name is Bernie, I'm an alcoholic. Hi, my name's Ken, and I'm fucking thirsty. <laughs> and I crack a fucking beer. And I go back in the parking lot. <coughs> anyway, so here's where I struggle with this, Big B. Is, what, what happens is, is, is their sponsor, and you made a good point, Thinks she's dealing with children, so he goes to the you know the authorities. Now the question is because we need to always debate things in a very healthy, safe atmosphere, which Cape Crew Radio is part of that. You go to Alcoholics Anonymous because you want to be anonymous, right? Right. Let, let's just say I've got some addiction that I don't really want my family to know about, but I want to go get help. Right. I'm not thinking my sponsor is going to go and say. You know, hey, Isbia, DK likes banging chickens. I'm going to get help because I got this addiction for banging chickens. I don't expect my sponsor. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at it that way, and I see your point where, yes, children are involved. Mm. Here's the catcher. It's legal to fuck kids in Georgia. <laughs> Everybody get your passport. Pack your fucking bags. Yeah. It is utopia in Georgia. Apparently. She got off on bail. It's legal to sleep with the 18-year-old boyfriend or 16-year-old boyfriend or whatever it is because that's the age of consent. Well, uh, the 18-year-old is an, is, a, is an adult throughout this throughout the U.S. and obviously. Right, Georgia. but the, the one who... The, the sister, she, she didn't <coughs> ask for it because she woke up to him having sex with her. Right. So I don't think they could charge her with that because it wasn't. Yeah, she doesn't happen. paint the picture of a of a loose woman to me. No, obviously. she's already supplying drugs and alcohol to teenagers uh, from a high school while they play naked twister in her living room while she fucks in the shower. But no. She didn't ask for it. Well. She was passed out at that point. She was passed out. And, and <laughs> according to the law, that's okay. Um, so uh, the party, so nobody at the party reported her. So what happened is she made the decision to go sober. Four days later, she met with a woman in Alcoholics Anonymous who she knew from her Mormon church. Ah, good old Mormons. Did yeah. you just say Mormon again? Yes, they know how to party. There's something wrong with society. See, it's exactly what you're talking about, the Japanese. All this stuff really does tie in. When you when you oppress people that much, they're, they're, they're going to bust at some point. See, me and you have a certain amount of freedom. If we, if we want to bust away from the missionary position every once in a while, it's okay. If we want to have a beer here and there on a weeknight, we're okay. So we don't go out and kill anyone. But these people are, are, are so tied down with what they can and can't do. You know, you're not even allowed to put butter on your bread when you're having a fucking sandwich. 
Yeah, they 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 are no. extremely repressed. All these anybody in Jap in Japan, it's the society, but for the most part, it's these ultra religious people that are ridiculously repressed that to go and do these things. Right, I'm with you. I agree. So anyway, so she got off scot free. She's a Mormon. She's in help. Yes, but I still. And again, this is a very underlying issue, and I know not everyone will agree with me, but the sponsor. you as, as, a, as a sponsor, I imagine, in Alcoholics Anonymous or any support group, you know, Fat People Anonymous or whatever group you're in, you are put in that position of a sponsor because you are a trusted person who has been through this before. You have fought demons of some sort, and, and, and we are passing this weak and sick person to you, I, I I still question the turning around and, you know, all I'm saying is that may cause, oh, I'm never going to Alcoholics Anonymous again. Yeah, I mean, it does. They fucked me uh, once. I know this is an extreme ruling of it, but you know what I mean, right? No, I, it does. It does. The overall picture of AA is kind of broken. Because that anonymous part is no longer anonymous because the the sponsor did go and report it, even though it was because children were involved. You know that's. Right. And I'm being know, extreme, but let's let's just say a uh, big B. I'm a serial killer, mm-hmm. and and but I really 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 feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. So I go to a place like this, and I know it's not a church; it, it's Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's a gr- they do a lot of great work. I mean, I'm not smashing the whole um, of what they do. I, I please. I'm not saying it's a bad organization, but I go there and, and maybe I get help and, 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 and somehow the sponsor can be, you know, you're wrong. You need to, you need to confess to this. I, I know I'm being extreme with serial killer, but you know, I don't know. Who knows? That's not fun to talk about that anyway. Well, I mean, on this upside, wow, I just started echoing for a second uh, on the upside. Uh, she's planning a new career as a party planner. Oh, so, fuck. Hey, good for her. You're not real. Can we get her on the show? Do we have a name or contact? I would love to get her on the show. I think we need to get this girl on the show. I, 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 as a party planner, I'm not going to divulge into her. I'm not going to blow her cover like AA. But I, I just wonder what kind of parties... She's going to play, and I'll you know throw a few scenarios at her. Well, you know, I mean, we got fifty coming around the bend in a few years. Well, I'm sure there's going to be package deals. There's going to be the naked twister party. Right. You know, there could be the naked uh, karaoke the masturbation theme. The karaoke masturbation, the greased up slip and slide. Yes, well, that'd be good too. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that I, I'm assuming that you know there's going to be package plans put together. We should and talk all about. ages, I'm sure. The other one I wanted to run by you, by the way, I know I jump all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Hoff, who's been on Double Talk Radio before, he runs the brothels in um, uh, Nevada. Yep. He apparently, uh, and I, I know it's a publicity stint, but, but I think it would be fun to talk about it, is looking for a quality control person to go oh, around, oh. try the girls at the brothels, Make sure that quality is is up to par. And I think we should talk to Dennis. I think we should, and I'd like to put it in my application. Yeah, well, I always volunteer. I've, 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 uh, every time he's on, I try to get freebies. 
<laughs> you know, the the best, I've told you before, the best pitch I've ever got is Miss Barbie Bitch wanted to pee on me on stage. And yeah. Number one, I ain't into that. Number one, I'm not on a Japanese game show, and I don't want, you know, 5,000 people watching that happen. Gotcha. Yeah. If I was going to morally break for like five minutes and say, yeah, I'm going to try it out. I'd like to feel some warm urine on my body. I'm pretty sure I'd want to do it in a hotel room. You know, not on a stage in front of everyone. See, now, now, what, now what I'm looking forward to doing a little later on this week is cutting up this show and just piecing together the part where you said you fuck chickens and want more. <laughs> I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You should, and play it as a segment. We could have week. that as like a bumper. Yes, I think you should. That'd <laughs> be a good commercial. Fucking chickens and having warm urine on your yeah. <laughs> But I don't want to do it in public. But yeah, not in, in the privacy of his own home. I listen when things get out of hand, and we need a little bit of a break. I got to grab one more beer. Uh, choo choo is back this week. Ah, uh, yes, choo choo. I don't even know where we left off at him. The last time we talked, uh, someone was, speaking of urine, was peeing on his train. Oh, yeah, and it was like, yeah, leaking in or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people were having sex. Uh, we were arguing with him about eels and fat peas and shit like that. And I, I've just, I'm so out of touch with where we are uh, in the conversation. So we're just going to start fresh again tonight. Sounds good. And as you mentioned, Choo Choo Stew is scheduled to be live on Cave Crew Radio next week. Yep. That's going to be a hoot. And before I go to this, uh, let's just say Choo Choo Stew is sponsored by Metal Thunder Radio, which airs every Monday at 9 o'clock on All Radio XMNT. Is there anything special? Is there any blockbuster interview? Uh, you guys just yes. going to have a hoot. Yes, not tomorrow, but uh, this week I will be working out the details for uh, Mr. Frank Bellow, who is the bass player for Anthrax. Nice. You are just nailing it. See, you've got the, the Midas touch. You need me to get this. This You need to get me this fucking party planner. I, well, music is my thing, and when I go in, I, I used I just to be able to get really good guests, and I've kind of lost. i got to get back in my zone. I just I just search out the 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 representation the press contacts for for all these bands and email them, whether they get back to me or not is a different story. Uh, you know, trying to get uh, yeah, like you you have, know, this you know, check, you, I have you, no idea. Hey, you throw out fifty, and one comes back. That's you right. Show, yeah, I hear you. Yep. All right, folks from the lovely old land of England, represented by uh, Her Majesty the Queen, is our favorite conductor and. Soon as we're to find out after we listen to this segment, he's also a chef of of some sorts. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Oh, we have to find out. When we get back. Uh, choo-choo stew. Everybody uh, sit back. I'm going to grab a beer. Although I do have to listen to most of this because I didn't really hear all of it. So choo-choo stew, folks. Now, the caves below London, England. Choo-choo stew. Hi there, it's Choo Choo here, Choo Choo Stew. 
I'm back from a couple of weeks holiday with the family, travelling to various destinations around England, and it's been very tiring, I must say. Just having a wife at my side and three children 24-7, it's really been quite a testing and tiring time. But I've been back to work already for one shift, and halfway through, feeling very tired, I started discussing with my workmates how I could take a little bit of unofficial time off just to recuperate. Now, we started swapping ideas of phoning in, you know, what excuses we've used for phoning in sick or taking time off sick. So the first guy's basically took in a ratchet to work with him and he's loosened the driver's seat, which halfway through his shift the back of the seat has collapsed and this of course has jarred his back well that's what he's told them and he's swiftly taken off the train and relieved with another driver and he's taken to hospital and had his back looked at and obviously the company are quite panicking and worried that they're not maintaining their trains properly well anyway this guy's ended up having eight weeks off of work fully paid so a nice little eight week holiday the only thing he had to do during that holiday was to phone in every now and again to let them know how he's getting on and to go to physiotherapy sessions which was a bit of a pain for him seeing as there was nothing actually wrong with his back being twisted and turned by some physiotherapist well the second guy maybe not quite as drastic excuse but still one i've never heard of now, on our platforms, we've got CCTV. So, when this driver, he opened his cab door to have a look around, and he faked something going into his eye, and he's quite uh, dramatic about the way he's rubbing his eye, and gets back into his train, knowing that it's been picked up on a CCTV for when they later go back and have a look. So, he gets back on his train and drives off. And in the meantime, he's sucking on a polo mint or an extra strong mint, getting it nice and wet. And then he proceeds to rub it into his eye. Now, he's doing this over the next 30 minutes. He's already called the line controller, told him he's got something in his eye and needs to be relieved. So, he keeps rubbing this mint into his eyeball. And all the time, the eye's starting to puff up and getting very red and watery. So by the time he gets to the end of the line, he's met by a concerned manager, takes him off the train, takes him to the medical room to wash his poor, red, weeping, watery eye. And then he is taken to the hospital as well, just to get ch uh, checked out. And this fella ends up having a couple of days off and... As he had planned, he could go out with his mates on Paddy's night to sink a few pints of Guinness. Now, I don't know what excuse I'm going to use. I definitely won't be rubbing any polo mints into my eyeballs. And I'm not going to go as drastic as to taking a ratchet to work to loosen my chair. So, I think I might just go with a plain old simple dicky belly or something like that, you know. The old vomiting and diarrhoea bug. But anyway, look, I thought I'd just uh, say hi to you guys and 
Next week, I believe I'm going to be calling in live from the old Skype, so I look forward to that. In the meantime, have a good show, have a good week, and I'll speak to you all soon. Ciao for now. Now, since we received that recording, Mm -hmm. you and I received a message. We did. Uh, Let me see if I have it here. I'm about pulling it up, too. Funny. He was was just talking about, uh, you know, ways to get off for a couple of days. And uh, I don't mean get off in the Japanese. No, no. Now we're we're talking about like legitimately be relieved from right. your work duties. Right, and just get a couple of days off. To, right, we all yeah. need that once in a while. Oh, why not? It's called vacation. But anyway, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, rub mints in my fucking eye. I've never done. <laughs> They're very strange over in the UK, and apparently, uh, train conductors are even stranger. What did he call the mint? Pull up? I don't know. I don't know. It was he. He he, I, he made it sound very sexual. He was sucking on it and getting it all yeah. wet. I, what goes on in those tunnels? Lord only knows. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. More but stories. apparently, more to come. More to more come. Come. Yeah. Well, to, next week we can find out for sure. Um, but apparently, he says uh, in a message we got just before the show. He says, "Ironic, actually." Uh, Just as I was looking for an excuse to have time off from work, uh, when some drunken fellow decides to jump on the track in front of my train. Right. It's it. It's over. I'm going. There's no more jelly deal. I'm jumping. That's right. (laughs) And, and, you know, too much jelly deal leads to suicide. Yes. Big B has just insulted the queen. I can no longer take it. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, it was just over an hour ago when he had sent the message that it happened. Yeah, he said, luckily yeah, I had my podcasts right? yeah. to keep me awake and alert because I managed to slam on the anchors, uh, the brakes, the brakes, stop yeah. short of him. Uh, my manager asked me if I needed need trauma counseling. I said, I am too tra- traumered. Traumered, to- meaning traumatized. Traumatized, yeah. yeah. To know I'm a little shaken, but nothing. A few days off won't cure. So he had a real-life reason to... Just take a few days yeah, off. Legitimate. Yeah, legitimate. He's like, man, thank God. But he did say, thank God I got me podcasts. Right. And, of course, Cave Crew Radio is the is first one time. of them. Absolutely. And and we saved a life. We did. And now that poor bastard has to go back and eat more fucking eels. Poor damn bloke who wanted to die. Right? He wanted that train to fucking hit him. But because of Cave Crew Radio... We are like Superman. We we are Superman. We've reached across the pond. We have greater the... faith and in healing across the universe than AA and Tim Tebow combined. That's right. Right here on this program. Save some drunk bloke underneath the streets of London. Didn't even know we were doing it. This is why you can't nap till 1030. Oh, I know. It's a social responsibility that we have. I feel it. I feel it inside. Or maybe it's indigestion. But either way, I feel something. I could have heard, uh, you know, I, I'm just imagining my head, uh, Stu, on the phone, though. I've got, I'm not sure what it is. My tummy's got, what, what do you call it? He's got a dicky in his tummy? A dicky belly. I'm yeah, I got a dicky. A, a boss. I got a dicky belly. It's either the vomit or the diarrhea. <laughs> you know 
I got the dicky belly. I can't come to work. I got to try that tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am going to wake up in the morning with the dicky belly. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I'd be put in the hospital. All right, good job, uh, Choo Choo. We are very much excited to see. And listen, just before, we got to get into Hardy Boys really quick here. But uh, Stu shared with us that he's a he's a chef. I don't know if everyone in the cave crew has been following these kind of personal conversations. But he used to be a chef. And he used to be on TV and he used to be in the paper and all this shit. So I'm thinking Gordon Ramsay. He sends us this video. This is another video. We got to get permission from him to uh, post it first. They have chefs doing shows inside of their fucking grocery stores over there. Here's Stu with this 10-foot fucking hat on. Like the guards in England wear, except there's no fur on it. It's just white. It's this fucking... How this represents a chef would wear a hat like this. And he's cooking something and picking out the ingredients inside the grocery store. And then with a mic'd up, he's cooking everything. And there's all these old blokes, as he would call them, standing around him, testing out his food. It, it reminded me of like an infomercial where you you see these late night half hour commercials, you know, oh, try the new skillet or whatever it is, and they're cooking shit. That's what that reminded me of. Right. You know, like when I don't know how it is for you, but when I go into a grocery store, my idea of a free thing is someone's standing there with like some kind of sausage on a on a toothpick or you know, or would geez, you like to try yeah. this new spread on, 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 on the cracker? Right. Not some guy mic'd up with his own fucking kitchen and signs behind him and now I'm going to show you how to make a ginger paste, he says. <laughs> <laughs> he sticks his finger down his throat and vomits all over the place. Ah, now it's the nice parsley sauce. I wonder if he ever like did like a jelly deal or something. Like that. We'll get all of this next week. God. All right, well, you know, talking about stomach flu. See, I'm getting better at the flowing here. There you go. Because, you know, we're not talking so much about the, the, the vomit, but a little bit of dicky belly. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it coming out the other end for Hardy Boy Mystery. Right. right. Hardy Boy Mystery, folks. We have two stories this week you found. I've got the one pulled up here, first of all, about the um, the woman who stabbed her husband because his, his poo, his dicky belly, was a little smelly. Was a little bit smelly. Yeah. Apparently, uh, 29-year-old Emmy Mamiya has been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after allegedly stabbing her husband because his shit stinks. And guess where this is from? Gee, I think there's a theme for this show. It's from Japan. Obviously. I'm shocked. We were on like a real run of like Florida and, uh, you know, West Virginia... No, folks, it's now Japan. Japan. Yep. Japanese press and police are reporting that she slashed her husband uh, in the face after the smell he left in the toilet was so bad. Well, would that not be her cooking um, yeah, to begin they... with? So you're feeding them, uh, you know, the raw grouper fish and, uh, you know, soy sauce and rice and whatever the fuck 
I'm not going to get in what the Japanese diet is. But apparently she was reported as saying the toilet stinks so much that the child cannot even use it. That's the best line. Listen, we've all laid a stinker. Uh, all of us, every single one of us in the family. Mm-hmm. You walk in and it's like, whoa. Somebody burn a match. Light a candle. Yep. But I don't think anyone is... is now, the funny thing is when you sent me this story, guess where I was? On the can. I was on the throne making my own smelly batch of wonderfulness. Did you make sure the door was locked? Oh, yes. I, I, I looked right over. I was looking over. my. It was not a very relaxing poop after you sent me that story. <laughs> it just shows you how sick people are. People are nuts. And then... The second, do you have the second one queued up or no? I do have the second one. All right. So then, <laughs> the second then one we have is- a gentleman. So listen, you know this is a man thing here in the cave. We're going to end this with the man using the poop. Right. So and, this, and, is, and this is actually his what advantage. the guy who's, well, you know, the wife stabbed him. This is what he should have done. So apparently there was a Florida man who broke into his ex-girlfriend's home and shit on everything. 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 Every single piece. He must have got into some really good food. Mexican, maybe some beans. It says, uh, what's the first order of business after getting released from prison? After getting arrested on charges of domestic battery, criminal mischief, and resisting arrest? Well, for Michael Anthony Johnson, a true Florida man, it's breaking into your ex-girlfriend's home and plastering the place with your feces. Finally, we bring it back home, and we one-up the Japanese to end the show. That's right. Well, we have to. Take that, Japan. Nobody's going to out-shit us. Yes, there's no way. So, you know, the guy probably had one of those things where where he's not allowed anywhere near the woman. He's not allowed to touch her anymore. He's not allowed to talk to her. Mm -hmm. So he's very smart. Master criminal. Could be in the new, you know, Avengers movie. Well, it it says here, a family of four had a rude awakening Friday morning when the homeowner's ex broke in and defecated on several of the family's belongings, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Johnson is accused of defecating on the victim's bed sheets. Mm, Good. Was the victim in the bed? No, no, because they came home, right? So everything was empty. No, it says here they had a rude awakening Friday morning when the homeowners, because that to me sounds like they were asleep in bed. Oh, so like we're, we're off for a, for a warm winter's snooze. I guess. And, and the some guy, guy is standing on my mattress shitting And they apparently didn't realize this. So oh, okay. it was the victim's right. bed sheets, a glass kitchen plate, a wallet. A glass kitchen plate. Just one. Just a glass kitchen plate. I only picked plate. one, yes. and it was not a bowl, and it was not a cup. No, it was a glass kitchen. Plate. I don't want to know. Glass did he, like, kitchen did he, like, plate. Leave it on the pl- on, a, on a table <laughs> at like a pre- presentation like, with a oh, napkin. Make sure you got a napkin there for the people. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a wallet. Now the I wallet, was yeah. in the wallet, like you know, in the billfold where you put the the paper money. Nice. In this there. guy is a master pooper. Oh, he. I, I want to know what the hell did he eat that he's shitting everywhere. You know when we talk about porn stars and they can kind of like 
do sex on, on, on cue, right? Like where, you know, I don't know where I'm in the mode. I can't really guarantee you that I'm going to be able to shoot in the kitchen sink. Right. This guy is a master pooper. He really is. He did the sheets. Then he got the single glass plate. And then he did it inside the billfold of the wallet. What and, accuracy. And a dresser. Don't forget that. And, <laughs> Can't forget the dresser. But what accuracy. I know. That is a master pooper. I, I, and if there's not one, there must be. And, and you know, you know what, what's funny is everything you do, if you do it well, takes practice. So he had to have practiced this. He had his own place or something, eh? Had to have been. So, so he must have taken like a, you know, let's say a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he lays the smack down in the coffee mug, and then he's like, he's got to be squeezing his buttocks. Now I got to get to the den. Right. I'm going to turn to page 43 of this novel, and I'm going to lay another sod down. Listen, it's gross. I wouldn't do it, neither would you. But... Let's you know virtual high five for this guy. I I give him all the all the high fives in the world. Yes, he's done a good job. And he he was only out of jail two days before doing this. Yes, is he back in? Do they tell us or? Yeah, I would assume yes. He is he is charged uh, with burglary of an occupied dwelling. I, he's shit. I don't know what did he steal. He's not burglarizing anything. He's shit. Uh, criminal mischief. Sanitary nuisance. I didn't know there was an. Uh, no, I don't see it. If I you take your dog for a walk and the dog poops and they catch you not picking it up, it's a ticket, right? Like they're going to give you like a, I don't know, $20 fine. Right. Whereas you and I have to do the same thing. We're going to go to jail for a whole lot of things uh, public nudity, mm-hmm. defecation in public. A poop is a natural thing. Apparently, it's a weapon, too. I guess so. I mean, he's being charged with sanitary nuisance. I didn't know that existed. No, I didn't either. Sanitary nuisance. So we've got criminal mischief. Uh, well, burglary of an occupied dwelling. I still want to know what he stole because he just broke in and shit everywhere. So, Well, yeah, so burglary means you have to steal something, right? It's not right. just... Right, yeah, you're, you're stealing that's I mean you're breaking in and you're taking something. He left a lot of things. He didn't take anything. So I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, criminal mischief, obviously, sanitary nuisance, providing false inf- information to law enforcement, uh, petite theft. Again, what did he steal? What's he stealing? Unless he ate something to cause him to poo. Or Shit. they're talking about the toilet paper. Maybe he wiped. Maybe, but why would he wipe his ass after that? What's the point? Oh. He may, you know, be a clean guy, you know. He he might not be a psychopath. He just likes shitting in places. Uh, And aggravated stalking, which uh, we can... Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. But what was was the original crime again? Uh, Burglary, an occupied dwelling, or sanitary nuisance? Sanitary nuisance. I think that may be the name of the show. (laughs) That should be the name. (laughs) Japan's sanitary nuisance. Yeah. I got it. I'm just making notes because we got to have titles for the podcast. Of course, of course. Draw people in. So, yeah. Wow. That, we are that was... not to be outdone with uh, the shit stories. All right. So, to close things out, because we only got a few minutes here. Yep. 
Um, there was a few questions we had asked. Again, folks, Cave Crew Radio on Facebook. Not twisting any arms or anything, but join in the fun. It's, it's going on all week, and we interact, and we, uh, like a lot of the things we've talked about, you can access videos and, and shit like that. Um, no pun intended with the shit like that. So you had asked a question. Did you ever get any resolve about the turtle without this shell? Well, the the consensus was that it was both homeless and uh, naked. Naked. Yes, so it's naked. both. It's not one or the other. So the question originally, folks, was, is a turtle without a shell naked or homeless? And I think uh, as a group, we, we decided through very much debate and conversation, it is both. It is both, yes. Yeah. And uh, was there a second? Oh, you were asking some stupid thing about time travel, but. I asked, yeah. I asked, if you travel across time zones, are you a time traveler? Right, and I didn't go for that one myself. I just said you're jet-lagged. <laughs> but I guess you are. You you are stepping, but you're not really stepping back in time because it's an artificial, you know, because even though it's it's you've already had 10 o'clock in the morning in New York City, mm-hmm. they haven't experienced 10 o'clock in the morning in L.A. yet. So I don't think it's really time travel. Right. See, I think that you could debate. And you've yeah. already experienced ten o'clock in the morning, and then if you go to California, you're experiencing ten o'clock in the morning again. Right. So, I, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's kind of facetious, but you've traveled back. You in know time. what? We've proven on this show you can debate just about fucking anything. That's true. Right. So then I threw out a question this week. It was just kind of a slide because, just a real quick. I know we're ticking on the clock here is I'm running out of ideas for my kids' birthday parties. He's like 11 now. We've done laser tag. We've rented indoor soccer stadiums. We've rented the ice. We've we've done the thing at home. We've done pool parties. We've, we've done everything. Like and He's almost done having birthday parties. So we're going to rent a theater, not rent a theater, but we're going to let him, you know, pick his 10, 12 buddies, whatever, and they're going to go see the Avengers. And there's a package price where you get, like, pizza and popcorn and pop. And then after the show, we get a room, and he can have cake and his presents, right? Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, nice. It's, it's not too dear. It's it's pretty fair price. So I noticed this week, you know, the Star Wars uh, premiere came out. And uh, we've had the Avengers premiere for a long time now. But Age of Ultron with, um, you know, all the all the good good old boys are back from Marvel. Doing the Avengers thing with uh, what's his name is the bad guy, the guy from Blacklist. It's getting late. I can't James think. Spader. Spader is the bad guy, the voice of the bad guy. It's so cool. And then what leaked this week was the Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice leaked from somewhere over in either Japan or wherever. They always get things first. Mm-hmm. So I just asked, I said, you know, what, if any, are you looking forward to? Most of the people, by quite a landslide, are looking forward to Star Wars. Yeah, and I voted for Star Wars. I voted for Avengers. I'm excited. I I am a Star Wars fan. I won a radio contest uh, in Detroit to go see a a premiere of the very first Star Wars. Wow. But then I kind of lost it along the way. It got kind of watered down and... And my kid wasn't really into it until he started watching the cartoons mm-hmm. on, like, Disney XD or whatever. 
Right. So, so yeah, we're was, yeah. we're definitely back into it. Um, I but he, I can't like, wait. When I when I was a kid, I actually met Darth Vader. Cool. He was doing a signing, and it was the guy, the actual guy that played Darth Vader, James uh, Earl yeah. Jones. No, James Earl Jones did the voice. Oh, okay. There was somebody in the costume, uh, somebody else in the costume. I forget his name off the top of my head, but he, he was he was the guy I met. Um, and he was great. That, and that did it for me. That was like right around the time of the first uh, Star Wars. And since then, I've been a Star Wars fan. Did he claim he was your father? No, but he did Big pick B. me up. I am your father, Big B. Can you imagine? <laughs> he, but he, <laughs> he, he did pick me up, and I was so excited. I have an autographed picture of Darth Vader. Okay, I don't know how well that would sell on eBay, but, you know. What did he think, sign? Best wishes, Darth? No, it just says Darth Vader. Welcome to the dark side. I, no, no, just Darth Vader. Okay. That is cool, though. That's very cool. Now, see, me personally, I didn't, and I didn't cast the vote, but I'm telling you, I am such a Batman fan, and I have been so jealous of all the Marvel people. Because we've always had Batman, we've always had Superman, but we've never had Justice League. Mm -hmm. And they're heading that way now, finally. And God, I just hope I live long enough to see it with Flash and Aquaman. and I can just imagine how they're going to make Wonder Woman look. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, that I'm going to fantasize to. Not seeing That's... karaoke while getting a hand job. But you know what? I... I... <laughs> I bet you any fucking money I'm going to wake up at 3 o'clock, I'm going to be in a good sleep, and I'm going to wake up, and I'm, gonna, like, I'm, in, I'm in this bar, and I'm sweaty. It's a muggy fucking night in Hong Kong, and I'm singing some song I don't really like. And there's, hopefully she's a good-looking China woman yanking my banana. Can't ask much much more than that. No, I, it's just dreams are scary because they're not always predictable. You could be in your dream and look over and go, "Oh yeah, this is great." I'm seeing Willie Nelson and I'm getting jacked off, and you look over to the woman, and it's a fucking Betty White. You know, it's like dreams are just not reliable. Well, it could your be brain does very terrible the... things to you. I mean, you you could be getting jacked off by Willie Nelson. That's even worse. That's than yeah. Betty White. I don't know. I have to think about that for a minute. I, I don't. If it came down to a choice between Betty White and and Willie Nelson, I would take Betty White. I might just do like Stu, and and, and have a dicky in my stomach. <laughs> I don't know. Like I could go through with either of them. All right. Well, I will say before we go, uh, next week, because we didn't get to these two stories, we have to do next week, the Florida man who had sex with a tree. Oh, yeah, we never got to that. And the man that accuses his girlfriend of sleeping with the entire Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yes, I wanted to get to that one, too. We definitely remind me we got to get to that. Next week. The man that, that, that accuses his wife of sleeping with the entire, what was it, Wu-Tang? The, the entire Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, we, that one has to be... Because shit comes up during the week. This is the problem. Yep. Stuff gets left on the cutting room floor week after week. But the Wu-Tang Clan, the tree guy, yeah, 
we'll put that as like a, a, a kind of we got to get it on, but that fucking thing with the girlfriend, we got to get on. That's definite. We have to do yes. that. Yes. And we should have choo-choo stew. So, and, and, and I'm sure all kinds of shit. You, you people out there will take care of us. I know it. Just make sure if you do something, make sure someone covers it in the press so that we get a hold of it. Or fuck, let's throw it out there. If something strange happens to you, and you can be anonymous, let us know. CaveCrewRadio at gmail.com. CaveCrewRadio on Twitter. CaveCrewRadio on Facebook. Get the story to us. Even if it's you, you wouldn't believe what my brother-in-law did. DK and Big B. We'll talk about it. And like you said, you don't have to, you can be anonymous. Yes. The more fuel you put on the fire, the bigger our fire gets. That's right. It's a team thing. And we'll make up, we'll make up the names. Don't worry about it. Right. And when push comes to shove. It doesn't matter what you think. Right. Because we'll take it any damn way we feel like it. Exactly. All right, Big B, I've had a blast as always. Um, tomorrow, of course, is Monday, which sucks until 9 o'clock when we get home and we can chill to some metal music and have a beer. 9 to 11 tomorrow night. Metal Thunder Radio, right here on uh, All Radio XMT. I haven't heard from Brody for like ages. I know, I haven't heard from him at all. I hope he's alive still. Anyway, we'll see ya. Catch Later. you on the flip-flop, Big B. Later. See you when I see you. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! <laughs>